Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. I'm excited to get to know uh, Pat a little bit more than uh, than we already do, and just... Uh... And keep cool. It's about 100 degrees with the heat index in Myrtle Beach right now um, with the humidity. So um, I'm glad to be inside. <laughs> and, uh, and and Pat, you're in the South. Tell people where kind of where you're at. Give us some background because it sounds like you're probably uh, feeling the heat, too. I bet. Oh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with the humidity is probably 95 percent today. It's been raining for a week here, Oof. which freaks people out since we had that flood just two years ago. Heavy rains like yeah. this really scare people now. Yeah. Yeah, so totally. We've got some good family friends down in that area that lost their uh, lost a good chunk of their property, and so yeah, I know that there's that that was a big big deal a couple of years ago. So no no bueno, but uh, hopefully the rain does not continue. So so Pat, give people an idea kind of of where I mean you've obviously run a very successful team. Give people some idea of where you've come from and the accomplishments along the way to get to where you're at, and then we'll dive into what your team looks like. Okay, so I've been in real estate for about 35 years. Um, been with Remax for I guess about 15 years, I think. Um, started out with a local company. I was a former musician. I uh, had no experience in sales. Um, my husband works at, worked at LSU. He moved here from Nashville, and I was a musician there. And so I commuted from here to Nashville for four, for four years, thinking I would be, you know, uh, moving, moving to another town soon. And when I figured out we weren't, I decided I better find another career. So I thought, I'll do real estate because I can wear cool clothes, not work at nights and weekends anymore. That was my thought. <laughs> Got into real estate to not work nights and weekends. Yeah, they kind of they kind of <laughs> lied to me about that part. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to so, add the cool clothes to it because I've heard the not have to work nights and weekends, but not the cool clothes. So I'm going to have to add that to the well, list. You know, I, lived, I lived in black all the time. It was nice to change and have you uh, know. Oh yeah, hose and heels back in those days. Yeah, a lot of fun. There you go. Some hats too, <laughs> but um. And so I built my business from holding open house um, three Sundays a month for about 13 years. That's how I met all the people I met because I knew no one here. So don't tell me open house doesn't work. <laughs> well, and, and how did you build up the database? What were you, what information were you gathering that whole time for 13 years? Well, at the beginning, I, I got their name and phone number and address, and that was all we had. We didn't have cell phones back then. Remember, no cell phones, no email, and so I'll, you know, along. So that was just how I built my database. And you meet people, and you know, have your open house and say, "Hey, I'll be done at four o'clock. You want to go see some houses when we're done?" You know, just being very personal. So that's how I did that, and then um, started growing my team uh, after attending some um, celebration CRS classes, Star Power. You know, just, you know, fun, yeah. a lot of education, a lot, a lot of education. It was, it was a long yeah. curve because, you know, it takes a while to build that up. But, you know, it's fun. Well, and you did it very successful. I mean, you ran one of the top top teams in the state, top teams in Baton Rouge yes. for many, many years or the top team in, in Baton Rouge for quite a few years. Right. Correct. And then I was president of our board, mm -hmm. uh, which is a huge thing people should get involved with because you can't make changes unless you get involved and as an agent to be that involved i made some major changes for our board and i'm really proud Very of what cool. i did awesome so anyway so now we sell houses have fun have fun uh well tell us a little bit about what the team looks like 
So my team has, uh, we have three other agents, and then people, we call them buyer specialists, but on my team, everybody lives in sales. I don't care. You know, get out there and work and make me work less. And then I have one licensed admin, not, excuse me, she's unlicensed admin person. And then my husband retired from LSU, and he works for us also, does all the jobs that we don't want to do, like measure houses and take out signs and deliver flyers. And then I have one virtual assistant who helps me with some things that I don't have time to do. Perfect. Okay. And and before we went live, you mentioned just that, that these are not these are not people that you found on Craigslist or Indeed or job <laughs> boards or anything like that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how these people came into your life. So it's kind of funny because um, I've had assistance for a long time and I started having buyer specialists, gosh, I don't know, maybe, well, probably 20 years ago. And, you know, they've come and gone and I, I don't have children. And so I kept thinking, you know, in, for my future, how am I going to have people who are going to stay with me? And then I make all this money for these other people. Why can't I make it for my friends? And so I looked at my friends because we're all, we're all my team. Everybody on my team are musicians except for my admin. Everybody's a musician. Wow. So we all have the same mindset to start with. And so uh, I just started inviting people like Debbie, my number one agent, came back, moved back from California to go to work with me, bring her family back here because I can make her more money here than she could make up out there. Yeah. And so uh, so all my all my team members have been invited to join me when I saw they were at a, part, a point in their life that I could tap into that. So Debbie was in sales in California. Bill was in sales here. Leslie worked for LSU Press. So that's how I found them. And then as I needed a new admin, because you know, I kind of, they used to call me the Murphy Brown because I would go through assistance like, you know, kind of crazy. I'm much better now. I keep you for a longer time. So anyway, <laughs> I love the time. reference. That's awesome. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, just, it's a fact of life. And I'm high D. I don't uh -huh. look like it, but I'm a high D. So I'm you're a very crazy. nice high D, but it's, so it's like you it must be just lurking there right below the surface. I did the test and I said, oh, the public sees you as a high I, but people who work with you see this really high D because there's no there's no S. So anyway, <laughs> my team will say that she's a real taskmaster. But anyway, so when I whenever I was looking for somebody new to come on the team to be our admin, instead of putting an, an ad out in the paper again this time or through LinkedIn, we actually just went to the database and had five great candidates ask for the job. And as soon as Tawny's name came up, I knew I've sold her so many houses and her family. I said, she's got the job if she wants it. And so she came in and she loves it. So it's great. Okay. We, have a, we have a family here. We have a family in my office. So we yeah. all support each other through thick and thin. And, you know, it's a real, it's a real you team. Know, you know, Matt, when, um, you know, uh, the audience out there that's thinking, gosh, you know, how do I build a team? How do I recruit people? It's kind of the same way as how do you get listings or how do you make sales? One of the first things you do, I think you mentioned, Matt, is you got to go to your database. But then more important than just the database, go to your centers of influence. If you want business, go and start communicating to your centers of influence. What's interesting is Pat did the same, the same exact thing, but she did it for the sake of recruiting staff or team members versus buyers and sellers. So it's just, it, it comes back to centers of influence can be tapped in for many, many things in your business. You know, can I piggyback on that also for a sec? So, mm -hmm. you know, we had that big flood here two years ago, and it made us realize that we don't talk to our clients often enough, and so many of them flooded, and we really got on the phone and started calling people to see where they were, where they stood, and we continued that after that. So it was a real... Uh, eye-opening experience to remember you know those people are there for you to help and they're they always going to give you business so you know you want to really be good to those people 
and stay in touch better than we were doing at that time. And there's a couple of other things that stood out to me about just your your experience, Pat, and kind of the the team that you've built. I think for I think there's a lot of agents out there that would like to have a family kind of atmosphere. And what they what they lack is probably what you have, and it's why it works for you, is that you still end up having to be the taskmaster, and that makes some people uncomfortable, especially if they have that kind of friendly, familiar relationship with their team members. Like, they want the benefits <laughs> of having a team, but not necessarily the responsibility of ending up having to, like, drop the hammer sometimes or, or just having to build the systems that run everything. Uh, and I think that's probably why it works for you is is you have that mix of both. Uh, and so you do have to be that person that builds the systems and then enforces the systems. But on top of that, then you can have the relationships that you want to have with the people around you. But it starts like that. There has to be a good foundation there. It sounds like you built that foundation. And I also I actually had each one of them meet with um, somebody who knew me in the business, a business coach I have and mm-hmm. a fellow agent before they came to work for me because they needed to know that fun pat and business pat are two different people, two totally <laughs> different people. <laughs> Interesting. All right. You know, I like constant it. Constant love. Your own girl can't, you know, still. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's powerful. Very, very That's cool. very yeah. powerful. Yep. All right. So let's talk they about some of the warned. fun things. They, that you guys, yeah, they were exactly. warned. <laughs> they were warned. All right. So let's talk about some of the fun things that you guys are doing. Um, so let's talk about video marketing a little bit. What are some of the things that you guys are doing right now that you're having fun with and that you're seeing work to connect with your center of influence? So uh, we've been hearing for the past couple of years, you know, how important video is. And I love video. I'm a Mac girl. I have Mac everywhere. So it's easy to do video, video blogs. So um, we also heard that you want to do not slick productions because for a while people were hiring videographers to come in and do all their videos. So we heard, you know, you need to make it a little more down to earth, I guess, a more casual. So we've been, the thing we've been working on this past month is it's called 20 questions about Pat or about Debbie or Bill. And so we get the video camera out and the little, you know, little thing you <laughs> go with it and do a walk and talk, kind of like they did in the West Wing. And so they answer questions about like, you know, well, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? Uh, what do you like best about real estate? So, you know, you throw in some real estate and some casual things, but it's a walk and talk. So it's very unassuming. It's, and the clients love seeing that because now the people become uh, it's things that you didn't know. It's it's twenty things you don't know about somebody. Like, you know, what's your favorite band? I mean, my favorite band's Metallica. Well, who would think that, right? So it's those kind of things that you want to throw in there for people to get a little kick out of who you are. What's your favorite book that you just read or your favorite movie? So it's that kind of thing. And then we've done some other fun ones where we, uh, I did another walk and talk, talking about the Pat Wadham way have doing business and how the Pat Wadham team doesn't matter whether you talk to me, Debbie, Bill, it's the Pat Wadham way. And then I said, of course, they would say it's their way, but it's really my way. So those are kind of <laughs> right. the fun things that we're doing with it. And of course, the community, we do some community things and mm-hmm. houses, you know, the normal stuff, but just trying to make it a little more fun and a little more personal and using bomb bomb video to connect with our clients with those videos, which I think are a lot of fun too. Yeah. Well, no, we're, we're all talking these about videos- live. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I wanted to get into kind of the conversation of why that works, but go ahead with the uh, with the question that we'll dive into. Yeah, I was I was going to ask Pat. Like, so you're you're giving us some uh, subjects as to what types of videos. Um, Where are those videos housed? And then how do people? I think this is what the audience is always asking about videos. Well, what videos should I do? And then what do I do with them? And how are people (laughs) going to actually ever find them? 
So what do you do with them and how do people find them? So we do two things with them. Number one, we, we're, we're big Facebook people. You know, we have a, our business page. And so we, we post everything there. But we also then share it to our own personal pages because I think that the business page, you know, you draw on some people. But, I, I, you know, I have a lot of friends on my regular page. So we want them to see it, too. So it's, it's, so it's business, but we, we take it from the business page, share it back to our personal page. So it's being seen by our friends plus anybody who, you know, looks for us. And then we boost the post. Yep. So most of it's been shared on social media. Is it social is it um, housed on on Facebook or are you put it on it YouTube? Is. No, we actually do it both. We have it on Facebook okay. and YouTube. So we, we, we always upload it to both because one of my websites pulls all my YouTube videos into that website. So we do both. Okay. And then are you pushing it through email also? Um, no, not unless no. it's uh, we do the bomb bomb for that that email. Okay. So, okay. so, uh, so when we do a special thing like we did at Christmas with the Christmas music and things, that went through Bomb Bomb to everybody to to hear that that video. Okay, very cool. Yeah, and it's, and that's super practical. It's nothing too burdensome. Uh, you know, I think where a lot of people get uh, maybe sidetracked or or uh, maybe overwhelmed is a better better word for it with video is you know like all this stuff like how do I embed it on my website? What and like emailing it out and yada yada yada. Like Bomb Bomb makes the email part easy so if you use that for the email part and then you're essentially for the other videos just not even worrying about it and just going where the people are which is facebook and then boosting posts is relatively easy you're, you're posting it on your page you know throwing five or ten bucks on it i would imagine just to boost it to the people that like the page and call it good right mm -hmm. and their friends people who like mm -hmm. your page oh, and, and their friends Perfect. and they share it okay. to their own page too i think people mm -hmm. get bogged down with video they they get scared of it they they make it into you know this big, big mountain it's not it's casual people don't want to see a slick production they want to see you in your environment it, 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 don't make a big deal of it just do it and yeah. and and to be organized about it i mean we everybody on our team for the 20 questions they made up their own 20 questions then we ask the questions off screen you know you make it easy now, Matt, the best videos. The key with video, as we were talking before, is, and I'm sharing this with a lot, a lot of agents now, it's, well, all the agents in my office, we're spending a lot of time talking about this. Obviously, um, I'm a big believer of making contacts, going out and making contacts, talking to people in order to generate business. Um, but I think with the with, with the the way the consumer is, the amount of noise that's in in the industry at this moment, you know, contacts are fine. But what everyone needs to do is they need to stop focusing on just making a contact and start focusing on making connections. It's not contacts anymore. It's connections. Now, in order to get connected, you've got to make contacts. So, te so, so really what I'm saying is keep going out there and reaching out to people, but think of these people as your intention is to connect, not just to contact. So then we get, well, how do we make a better connection? Well, the way you make a better connection is through video. So that doesn't mean that your first contact is always video, but when we, we took a sampling of dead leads. These are leads that had not been active on our website for 12 months or longer. So they have not been active within the last 12 months. So these are leads that agents are calling dead leads. We then created a small little video 
a small little video, and it just said something like this. And, and one of the girls named Lori is the one that stands out to me. And it just says, you know, hey, I'm, hey, it's Greg here. I haven't, we haven't connected in, in quite a while. I wanted to see if there's, uh, if, if you're still thinking about doing something in Myrtle Beach, buying or selling real estate or buying anything in Myrtle Beach. Um, either way, whether you are or not, please just, uh, you know, text me and let me know how I can help you. And we got, she got about a 20% response on dead leads. Goodness. Now, she had texted these people and emailed these people and not gotten responses. Huh. But now she sent that one quick little video. And here's the key. It was just her standing there. I held her um, iPhone and she did the video. We did it a few times because I said, well, no, say this, relax, say this. That's all it was. And now after, and now what she's done, she's created a few different videos where one video will be, um, it, it, it's less than a minute. It's probably 30 seconds long. And it just says, you know, um, hey, I'm glad we uh, were able to connect on the phone a moment ago. I just wanted to put a face with a voice and say hello. Just let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Boom. So now she gets a buyer call or an email. She talks to the buyer for the first time, hangs up, has that video actually saved on her phone, shoots that video via text to that person so she can make take that contact and actually make a connection. She's deepening her connection with the person that she just contacted, and that pays high dividends later on in the relationship. The key with video, and I think Pat has already said this in a different way, the key is authenticity. If it appears that it is staged, then it appears to be a sales pitch. If it appears to be authentic, off the cuff, just random, then it, then it actually, it's genuine. People respond to that. So then I had agents in my office take Lori's idea, and then they went out to the beach. And they had somebody, they had this nice dress, uh, nice clothes on at the beach. Now, who wears nice dress clothes at the beach? Now, it was neat. It's displayed the ocean in the background. You could hear the waves. But it was totally staged. That video got no response. So it's all about authenticity. Yeah. And Pat, that's why I love the, the idea of the walk and talk, the West Wing style, because I, I, I can cool. picture it. It's, it's really cool. And, and it, you'll see it actually, like if you, if you pay attention to kind of the online marketing crowd, you can see it. They're, they're always kind of pushing the boundaries and seeing what works. And you can see it more now, like the, the Facebook ads that I'm seeing, the YouTube ads that I'm seeing, they're doing them from their cars. They're walking, they're walking to their car, they're walking in and out of whatever they are. Uh, and so you can see that, that trend. Um, but I think, it, uh, like I said, it's, it's all about the authenticity and you've managed to kind of cr bake that into the culture of your team, which is, which is really cool, right? It's not just you doing it. You're, you're actually getting yeah. your team, your team to do it so that people build a connection with them and not just you, which I love. Yes, correct. And we're also doing a lot of Facebook live now. We're slowly getting into doing more of that. I want to be, um, more purposeful in that maybe to do it every week at this a set time which I don't do right now. I just do it every week, try to do a little quick snippet out there about something that's happening in the real estate market. And people like that too. You can see who jumps on to see those. Yeah, yeah, which is always fun. And we've got, speaking of Facebook Live, we've got a bunch of people watching. But here with us, we've got James, Mike, Adam, Steve, Stevie, Ray, Paul, Elizabeth, Tom, um, Colin, Lindsay, bunch of people that have, uh, that have jumped on and watching us on, on Facebook Live, guys. So just we appreciate that. Uh, if you guys, has, guys have any questions about video marketing or about building your database, uh, feel free to throw them in the comments here. We'll bring them to Pat and Greg. 
Uh, but Pat, one of the things I wanted to bring out for folks and just kind of where the common thread that, that I would say runs through the two different things we're talking about, which would be video marketing and then growing your team, it sounds like they all grew out of a fundamental, I guess, approach that you've always had, which is to start with your database and your centers of influence. I'm curious, like, if that came from somewhere, if that's something that you've always had just as as an outgrowth of your personality, did you learn it? Um, and uh, I'm curious just kind of where that came from. Well, I think it's the outgrowth of my personality because I never met a stranger. Even when I was five years old, I'd stop people on the street they had a pin on I wanted, I'd ask for it, you know? So um, so I think that's where that just came from. And I've never, if I go, if I need business, I'll join an organization, I'll meet people and then I'll get business from it always. So mm-hmm. I think this is my nature and my team, and so my team are more, um, sorry about that, my team are more about um, their S personalities and Cs. So they're mm-hmm. a little more reserved. So I bring that high energy to them. And so I challenge them to step up. And I think it helps them because that's my mindset. So it just kind of goes over to overflows to them. Yeah, which I think that's a good, I mean, Greg, I'm sure you see that that structure show up a lot in teams where it is the team leader's responsibility to bring the high D, to push, to bring the energy. Yeah, to bring the energy, to bring the accountability. You know, because, you know, even though and, and I'm sure, you know, Pat, like like most people, you know, you can have a lot of energy and say and bring these ideas, you know, to, to the team. Let's create vid- videos. And when, whenever you say that to the team, everyone gets inspired for like a moment. And then a as moment. soon as the conversation ends, they like they never do the videos. And so, you know, it's not only is it their responsibility uh, as a, the team leader's responsibility to bring the energy, it's also their responsibility to bring the accountability. Because ultimately, things that don't get executed, is, 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 it's, it's always the responsibility of the leader, not the people that are um, on the team. You know, so for those that are thinking about, you know, hey, let's go and get all these uh, 20 questions with all my team members, you know, trust me. They're not going to just jump up and say, well, they're going to jump and say, okay, let's do it. But they're actually going to run from you, hide from you, and do everything they can to avoid ever getting it done. But if you can just help them break through and get over those insecurities and fears that they have, there's high dividends. See, this this video, is, it's a long-term play. And the reason why I was asking Pat, like, where do you put these videos? She's got them on Facebook. She's got them on YouTube. You know, she's pushing some out through BombBomb and and, and email uh, promotions. Well, once she gets them out on Facebook and YouTube, they're always there. And there there are people now, you know, we know YouTube and, and these other portals are becoming big search engines. And so, you know, you go out there and, you know, people are going to search Greg Harrelson, Matt Johnson, uh, Pat Wanham on YouTube. What's going to show up? Is nothing going to show up? You know, if nothing shows up, that's a bad thing. Make sure that you've got something out there. If you don't have a a video footprint of some sort um, on the Internet right now, the consumer's wondering why. Mm -hmm. Very true. So it's, it's, It's easier to be out of sight, out of mind today than it ever has been. Because the eyes are there. And you have to give your team members a deadline. Because they do push back. <laughs> give them a deadline. It has to be done by the state. And uh, here's another quick tip on teams. So when my teams go to uh, a conference and I'll pay for it, 
only if they come back and implement something that makes them money. Mm -hmm. nice. If they don't, they don't get it paid for. <laughs> nice. Yeah. They have to find well, let's talk about the, the Pat Wadham way for sure. a second because you, you alluded to that. <laughs> and and yeah. I'm curious, first of all, what that is, and then just how, how do you instill that in, especially, I mean, it's, it's one thing when you're the, when you're the autocrat and and you you've hired people just kind of off the street and you're you're just you're the leader and they're the follower and stuff like that. I think it, it's a little, I think people find it more difficult when they're dealing with people that they're more friendly with or maybe they were already friends with. So how how do you how do you have a certain way that you want things done and still get people that you're friends with to actually carry through if that's not their personality? <laughs> well, number one, if you're invited to join this team, it means you have the same mindset I have. So that's why we're all okay. musicians. We uh -huh. kind of think alike to start with. We have that same kind of things had to be done. You know, if you're a musician, you lived your life in a practice room. Yeah. Think about you're good. I mean, I put I put eight to ten hours a day in a practice room when I was in graduate school. So mm -hmm. we already we already have that mindset. So for me, it's to do things my way, which is the only way to do them. Which is you know, treat people a certain way, do contracts a certain way, buyers are approved a certain way, listings look a certain way. People walk into one of my houses, one of my listings doesn't matter whether I listed it, Debbie, Bill, Leslie, it looks the same and has the same pre uh, presentation. So it's just, it's the way we do business and what we expect of our clients and what we expect of ourselves so that people know whoever on the team they get, it's consistent. It's the same. And, and how's that, how's that documented and enforced, especially when we're talking about listings being presented a certain way, how, how is that documented and enforced so that people that aren't you can pull it off the same way you do? It's a system, the system. Mm -hmm. Every yeah. listing has these things. When we list a house, there are certain things that have to be turned in to, to, to my admin so we can, we can make our presentations. So it's just, it's a system. It's how we do things every time. So yeah, it's, uh, we have, we use top producer for a lot of things, but things like that, we have a manual. I didn't mention that. We do have a big manual about this big. <laughs> nice. And I love that because that's, um, what you're doing there is it's not that they're necessarily turning it in to you and you're looking over their shoulder all the time. I like that when you're building in account, like lateral accountability, like, Hey, in order for this person on the team to do their job, they need this thing from you and yeah. kind of cut you out of the process. Right, so you're building an accountability that isn't always top down. Yeah, you actually keep me out as much as possible. I'm a, mm -hmm. I don't know if we talked about this, but I'm also an artist, uh, an oil painter, um, in competitions all the time, I'm, and so I have to leave here a lot to go to go paint to meet my deadlines there too. So they need to be able to do this without me here. So that's that's one of our goals is to do more of it without me here, so then I can just come in and you know put those deadlines on everybody. Well, that's, yeah, I was going to ask kind of what your next steps are. So what, what, are the, what are the things that you have your eyes set on that will free up your time to do the things that you want to do? What's, what's the next steps with the team? Well, Leslie's our newest person on the team, so I've got to get her up to the same speed. Debbie and Bill can run this team without me. They don't even need me. I mean, they really can do it yeah. without me right now. But don't tell them that because, you know, I still need to be important. <laughs> it is me. It's all about me, right? So anyway, so that's our goal, and they all know that. So whenever they, I had okay. a deadline last week. I had to have two paintings for two shows, and I said I have to got to go do this. So I worked, you know, maybe a couple hours in the morning, then I spent the afternoon at my studio finishing the paintings so I could get them delivered. That's why today I'm working on websites because now it's my turn to get back to work. Mm, okay. So you mentioned the the teammate that's brand new. So when you're talking about getting them up to speed, what are, what are we talking about? Getting them. Uh, up to speed on the systems and getting them up to speed on training so uh, they can handle deals. Training, 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 you know, to understand better how to do things. Um, uh, she, she just converted her first lead, cold call lead, listed the house, sold the house, all in a matter of a week. 
you know, so uh, so those are the things we're working hard so that you learn how to speak to people, the questions to ask whenever they send things uh, out through email. I, you know, she sent one, uh, some listings out yesterday and I looked at it and said, you know, you needed to really become the expert more. So you need to say these words instead to go along with those houses you're sending out so that they know that you're not just sending them houses, that you're actually looking at these houses. And here's something to pay attention to about each house. So it's those little it's, it's, it's a fine tuning. She can mm-hmm. sell. She's been doing this for a year. But to get to the next level, you have to understand a few more things. And you have to understand seller's motivation. So she goes with me on all listing appointments. It's her job. She has to go with every to with me with every listing appointment and fill mm-hmm. out all the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Love she it. Smart face, all the mm-hmm. paperwork. She does all that. Yeah. And, um, and she has to write all the remarks. She has to, That's part of her job uh, okay. to learn the business so that she can do the fine tuning. Because, you know, when you're talking to a seller, particularly when the market's kind of changing, you know, you have to have that hard conversation about why are you moving? If you don't sell the house, what's going to happen and how short life is. Do you want to get with yeah. those grandkids now or, you know, wait five years and they're, they, they're not going to want to spend time with you because now they're 13 and you're, you know. Yeah. You're not well, how, are, how are you looking to grow? I mean, knowing that the market's going to change and maybe you're already feeling some of the shift. Sorry, sorry, sorry. How, how, are, how yeah. are you looking to grow and take over market share when it does shift, like really shift? Well, we're kind of excited about that. Uh, when the market shifts, then okay. all those agents who got in the business because it's so easy, they will fall by the wayside. And so right. we're the, one of the reasons we're doing all the videos, we're amping ourselves up to be really seen as the experts. On doing a, and we're doing a lot of print um, direct mail marketing again, like we did you know, back when the market was you know, back in the 90s. I see a lot of things going back to what we did in the 90s. I have a billboard back up. I mean, you know, being seen. Hmm. Greg, what do you, you know, think? Positioning ourselves to be the experts whenever it comes. I just, yeah, I just made well, a post I just went out today that's good, that says, you want to understand what the market's doing in your neighborhood, you need to call me. I just sold two houses there. When there's 30 houses for sale, my two are under contract. Gotcha. Yeah, Matt. I mean, what I, you know, I do believe there's value in going in the opposite direction of the crowd. And so you got to look at where everybody's um, running to. But also pay attention to where everybody's uh, or what everybody's running from. And so when you see that people are running from things, like they're doing less of this, we'll pick on direct uh, direct mail as an example. It may or may not be accurate, but it, it, it probably is. As people are running from direct mail and running to social media, then there becomes an imbalance there becomes a gap, an opportunity in actually running to direct mail. Now, I'm not saying that you run from social media to go to direct mail. There's a two, com- two different conversations. But what a lot of people are doing is they're running from something to something else. And then you want to look to see where people are running from. And there may be an opportunity because usually when they're running from that, now there's less demand on those particular services and prices can come down a little bit. And then there's an ROI again. And with billboards now, the billboards, you're buying them by the seconds now. You're not actually having to really, well, not all markets, but, right. uh, you know, the, the, the wave of the future is you're just buying blips, right? You're buying seven uh, seconds at a time. So you can get on a billboard and have it, uh, you know, uh, for $10 a day, you could be up there 30, 30, 40 times, you know, on a mm. billboard. And if you do that for a week, people will think that you're actually like you're paying big money for that. You're paying like 50 bucks a week. 
That's how billboards moving towards, right? And so, like, while people are, 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 are moving away from billboards, billboards are also innovating and creating opportunities. And there's a lot of people that are not actually moving towards that right now, which is keeping that price down when you can now barrier of entry to get in is a lot lower. Yeah. So always remember, look at what people are running to, but don't ignore what they're running from. There may be an opportunity there. And can I make one more comment about billboards? Because it's really important if you do a billboard. Mine's a static billboard. Mine's just a regular paper vinyl billboard. It stays there, but you got to look for trees for wintertime and for summertime to make sure they don't block your billboard. you got to look for lighting, and you got to see are people stopped there for any reason. So mine is in a very big open space. That I have you, you can see it from a good while away. I looked at a lot of spots before I picked this, the spot I have. Mm. Okay, and, is, is, and it's a place where people stop, like at an intersection. It's it's close to an intersection, yes. So you're you're coming out of a stoplight, coming toward me. So gotcha. um, and, and it's in an area that I live in that I already market to already. So it's just it's just solidifying yeah. once more in that neighborhood who I am. Yeah, it's like you're hitting the same area, air, land, and sea. You're not hitting you know across town, and then you're farming over yeah. here, and then you're doing this, and yeah, you're like. Yeah, that's one of the things I like about your mentality is, uh, like you say, it comes naturally to you. It doesn't come naturally to most people, right, which is you're you're very focused on, like, you think of it as being connected to a group of people and then thinking about the different ways that you can connect or reconnect and make contact with that same group of people. Most people have the mentality of, I'm going to go into the world and we're just going to talk to people, right? And it's the same, it doesn't matter whether it's the same group, a different group, like it's just we're going to talk to everybody or anybody or whatever. Um, and you're very focused on like, hey, here's my group of people. I know who they are, where they are, where they live. I know what I'm doing to, to, to contact them. And then you're looking for just different touch points, different ways, all kinds of different ways. Now, I'm like, I've noticed it with um, just going back to direct mail for a second. I think the average person now gets maybe two to four pieces of, of mail per day. And so, um, yeah, I think there's definitely an opportunity there where everybody's running away from that towards Facebook and nothing wrong with that. That's where, that's where a big chunk of the eyeballs are, but it's, it's like fallen off a cliff so much that now it's creating another opportunity because now we're only getting a couple pieces and it's like, wow, I got mail today. Like, what is this? I would like to look at this. <laughs> and don't anyway. forget, and we don't do little postcards. Right. We so we're talking about eight by 10. Yeah. Perfect. So these are, these are, you can't, you can't miss me. You're going to see me. <laughs> one more time well speaking of that so uh, so let's talk about where where you're at exactly and tell people kind of how they can connect with your team and, and keep you in mind for referrals well in baton rouge louisiana we cover nine parishes which will be counties for you guys so right. we, this, we call it the greater baton rouge area uh, you can contact us either of course phone 225-298-6900 but our website is baton rougerealestate.com that's pretty easy to remember good lord <laughs> <laughs> all right, I love great, it. Great site, yeah. yeah, all right. And then, Greg, uh, yeah. same question for you. How do people connect and stay up in touch? Well, I, I live on Facebook. You just hit the messenger button, you know, under my name, and you got me. And, uh, you know, again, for those of you that have tested me to see if I will respond, I do respond, uh, you know, uh, very well. Not not necessarily immediate, but I do mm-hmm. respond to uh, practically every every uh, text uh, or message that comes in. So just find me on Facebook, reach out if there's anything I can do. Awesome. 
Uh, and then last for the show itself, uh, remember we are pretty much not live here on Facebook every week with another guest like Pat sharing uh, sharing how to go from agent to entrepreneur. You can also get the uh, episodes after the fact on iTunes or Stitcher. You can get them on YouTube as well. You can look at the Level Up podcast there. Just go to thelevelupodcast.com. It's got links to all those places, or you can watch uh, the actual videos from past live episodes there as well. Uh, and just make sure to leave a rating or review, a five-star rating on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, make sure to call out the guest, uh, Pat, in this case. Give her a public shout-out. Let her know that you enjoyed her episode specifically and thank her publicly for giving of her time and, and paying it forward with all the things that she's learned from building her team. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's all we uh, all we have time to cover. So I just want to say, again, Pat, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing with everybody, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on soon. Thank you so much. It was a, it was a lot of fun. See you all later. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you on the next episode.